Welcome once again to UCA News Weekly News Summary about and of interest to the Church in Asia. I'm John Lawrenson. Catholics in many Asian countries have renewed their devotion to St. Joseph for the Vatican-designated Year of St. Joseph. Human rights violations and abuses against minorities as well as a resurgence of COVID-19 also made headlines across the region. Stay tuned as we go much more into the details ahead. Catholics across Asia took part in various programs and activities to show devotion to St. Joseph during the Vatican-designated Year of St. Joseph. In Miao Diocese in India's Arunachal Pradesh state, Catholics joined a blessing ceremony to dedicate a roadside grotto to St. Joseph. Dakar Archdiocese in Bangladesh declared two Catholic parishes named after St. Joseph as pilgrimage sites. In Seoul Archdiocese in South Korea, the Catholic Fathers Association held special programs to help Catholic fathers try and emulate St. Joseph to help them become good husbands and fathers. In Hue Diocese in central Vietnam, Carmelite nuns marked the 25-year jubilee of their return to a once state-occupied monastery by showing devotion to St. Joseph on the saint's feast day. In the Philippines, Catholic bishops urged the faithful to use St. Joseph as a role model as the country marks 500 years of Christianity. The year of St. Joseph runs from December the 8th, 2020 to December the 8th, 2021 and celebrates the 150th anniversary of the Declaration of the Saint as the patron of the Universal Church. Charity organisations, including Caritas, have rushed aid to thousands of Rohingya refugees after a deadly fire tore through several settlements in Balukali refugee camp in southern Bangladesh on March the 22nd. At least 15 refugees, including women and children, were killed, hundreds were injured and more than 400 were reported missing. The blaze destroyed more than 6,000 makeshift shelters, made some 27,000 homeless and about 50,000 were forced to flee for their lives. Government officials said state agencies and charities responded quickly to help the victims and that an investigation had been launched to determine the cause of the blaze. An official from Catholic charity Caritas said the agency has offered the refugees emergency aid and was assessing their needs for further support. In India, the Federal Home Minister has promised firm action against Hindu extremists who recently accosted two Catholic nuns during a rail journey and accused them of committing forced conversions. During an election rally in a Christian-dominated area of southern Kerala state, Amit Shah of the ruling Hindu nationalist Bharatiya Janata Party gave assurances that the culprits would be brought to justice soon. The nuns' ordeal was the latest in a series of abusive and violent incidents against Christians over alleged conversions in various BJP-ruled states in India. The two nuns from the indigenous Sacred Heart congregation were travelling to eastern India from New Delhi with two postulants on March the 19th. A group of Hindu extremists accused them of abducting the postulants to convert them, forced them off the train midway through their journey and to change out of their religious habits and into civilian clothes. They were only able to continue their journey after senior police officials and a church leader intervened. The incident sparked a public outcry. 
In neighbouring Pakistan, Lahore Archdiocese banned all liturgical gatherings just a week ahead of Easter as a third wave of the deadly COVID-19 pandemic hit the country. Archbishop Sebastian Shaw of Lahore issued a pastoral letter on March the 22nd asking priests and nuns to cancel liturgical gatherings and urge the faithful to follow government guidelines to curb the spread of the virus. The pastoral letter was issued only hours after Pakistan's government banned cultural and religious gatherings and shut down shrines and cinemas in a bid to contain the virus. Pakistan tightened lockdown measures as the country began to report more than 3,000 daily COVID-19 cases. Prime Minister Imran Khan and First Lady Bushra Bibi also tested positive for COVID-19 last week, forcing Khan to self-isolate at home. The country has recorded more than 641,000 COVID-19 cases and over 14,000 deaths. Meanwhile, in the Catholic-majority Philippines, Manila Archdiocese vowed to defy a government ban on religious services in churches in the Philippine capital and nearby provinces following a recent surge in coronavirus cases. In a pastoral letter, Bishop Broderick Pabilo, the apostolic administrator of Manila, said the archdiocese won't close churches for religious services ahead of Holy Week and Easter. No religious activities, he emphasised, would be conducted outside churches and that religious worship within churches would be limited to 10% of their maximum seating capacity. The country's interagency task force on emerging diseases announced on March the 20th that religious gatherings were prohibited from March the 22nd until April the 4th, while the holding of weddings, baptisms and funeral services would be limited. Bishop Pabillo said Manila churches would implement strict protocols such as physical distancing during Holy Week celebrations inside churches. The prelate called on churchgoers to defy the government's anti-Covid protocols, calling them wrong because church authorities were not consulted. Catholics on a Christian-majority island in Indonesia, meanwhile, are rejoicing at the news that the government plans to recognise a traditional Christian festival as a national icon for religious tolerance. The world's largest Muslim-majority nation has decided to accord special status to Holy Week celebrations, known locally as Samana Santa, in Larantuka City in the predominantly Catholic Flores Island. The festival is believed to be a legacy of Portuguese colonial rule starting in the 17th century. Semana Santa usually begins on the Wednesday of Holy Week when the city's main roads are closed to create a prayerful ambience. The festival usually attracts thousands of pilgrims from different religious backgrounds from across the country as well as from abroad. On Holy Thursday, pilgrims visit three different chapels where statues of the Blessed Mother Mary and the Baby Jesus and an adult Jesus are placed. The celebration reaches its peak on Good Friday with a water procession when the statue of the Baby Jesus is carried on a boat and taken to meet the statue of the Blessed Mother housed in a separate chapel. 
In Buddhist-majority Thailand, concerns about extremely grim conditions in overcrowded immigration detention centers have once again come to the fore after hundreds of detained immigrants tested positive for COVID-19. At least 300 inmates in two Thai detention centers in the capital Bangkok have tested positive for the virus. There are 22 immigration detention centers in Thailand where refugees and asylum seekers, including persecuted Christians from Pakistan and Vietnam, are held without trial on various charges. For years, rights advocates have been campaigning for better conditions in Thailand's overcrowded immigration detention centers, where detainees are forced to spend almost all their time in prison-like settings inside overcrowded and highly unhygienic cells. Chronic overcrowding coupled with a complete lack of adequate sanitation and hygiene means that diseases, especially airborne viruses, can spread easily. A court in Timor-Leste has been forced to postpone the sexual abuse trial of an American former priest due to the imposition of a lockdown following a surge in COVID-19 infections in the tiny Catholic-majority country. The trial of 84-year-old Richard Dashback was originally scheduled to resume on March the 22nd. The former priest is accused of sexually abusing dozens of children at the Topu Honis Centre that he founded in 1992. He was dismissed from the priesthood by the Vatican in 2018 following an investigation. Dashback faces 14 charges, including sexually abusing children, having child pornography and domestic violence. If convicted, he faces up to 20 years in prison. His trial started on February the 22nd and was adjourned until March the 22nd. Despite confessing to crimes against dozens of children, Dashback still enjoys celebrity status due to his decades of missionary work and support in the independent struggles of the Timorese people. In conflict-torn and military-ruled Myanmar, Cardinal Charles Bo of Yangon, the country's top Catholic and president of the Federation of Asian Bishops' Conferences, has appealed to young people to continue pursuing a path of non-violence to restore democracy. He said he appreciated pro-democracy efforts led by young people which were grounded in the values of democracy, non-violence, equity and solidarity, which seek to bring justice for all. The appeal from Cardinal Bo came as the daily death toll continued to rise in the Southeast Asian nation as the military stepped up a lethal crackdown to suppress pro-democracy protesters. At least 275 people have been killed since the February the 1st coup, according to the Assistance Association for Political Prisoners. Church leaders across the globe, including Pope Francis, have expressed sadness over the bloodshed and called for peace in Myanmar. In a recent statement, 12 Asian cardinals appealed for an end to the violence and to begin dialogue to find a solution to the crisis. That's all for this week. Log on at ucanews.com for daily news and commentaries. We need your help to sustain the operation we do to bring stories that otherwise will go unreported. Visit ucanews.com slash donate and contribute whatever you can. Today's producer was Binu Alex. Until next week, goodbye.